0: Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Nate. And we are going to tell you all the things you really want to hear for teens.
1: So if there's anything that we haven't talked about yet or questions that you have that you'd like to know about, let us know by emailing us at
0: realadvice4teens at gmail.com. And that's the number four. So once again, realadvice4teens at gmail.com.
1: And don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our new episodes every week. Hey guys, I cannot believe we've done four episodes already. It's been, I guess that means it's been four weeks since we started this show.
0: Wow, that's like a month.
1: And we've had quite a few listeners already, which is pretty cool. It's kind of exciting. I just hope that this is helping you guys out. It's been really fun for... Jess and I to be able to do this. We've enjoyed doing it so far.
0: Yeah, And you guys should tell your friends about it so that they can hear it. If it's helping you, you know. Or if you have any recommendations or anything, always feel free to email us.
1: Recommendations meaning like topics that you'd like to cover, ideas you have. This show is for you guys. We're not getting anything out of it other than the satisfaction of hoping that we're helping somebody out there. Uh, That's why we became uh, educators in the first place. Um, So hopefully we can use this as just an extension of our classrooms.
0: All right. We got some questions this week. First one was, how should I tell my group of friends that I don't want to be so close to them anymore? Because they don't meet my standards, don't respect my decisions, and make choices I am not okay with. It's just hard to tell them this because I like them as people, just not some of the choices they make. First of all, I think it's fantastic that this person is realizing that they don't really wanna be a part of this group of friends. And not necessarily because they don't meet my standards, but the line that says they don't respect my decisions. It's so important that you hang out with people that respect your decisions. And I think we talked about that on the last episode, right?
1: Yeah, we have talked about that um, before, for sure. And and people should respect your decisions and who you are. They should like you for you. And if they don't, as we've talked about, um, you know, you might want to reflect on that relationship and see if it's worth it or not, because they should make you happy as well. Like, you know, if you're making them happy, they should make you happy, too.
0: Yeah, so the question, how do you tell them that you don't want to be so close to them anymore? That's really hard. Um, I think now that it's summertime, it might be a little easier because next school year, you're going to start a new year. You're going to be able to find new friends, start hanging out with other people. I don't think this needs to necessarily be a straightforward conversation like a breakup, but more... You start hanging out with other people more and slowly kind of grow away from each other. And if they ever ask, like, why don't you want to hang out with us? Or why have you been more distant? Then you can tell them, you know, I just feel like you don't support me. And be open and honest with them. No one, I mean, they could get mad, I guess. But ultimately, you have to do what's best for you.
1: You have to stand up for what you think is right for you. But I I was thinking something similar. Actions, I think, speak a lot louder than words. If there's somebody that you want to start to limit yourself being around or put some distance between you and them, then just stop that line of communication. Um, That doesn't mean ignore them. It just means talk only when being spoken to. Don't go out of your way to reach out to them anymore if you're trying to sever that a little bit. That Again, that doesn't mean to completely cut it off. I still have some friends um, from the past that have values and, and, and things that they do that don't necessarily align with me. But the communication line, it's still there. It's just not as strong as it used to be because my values aren't aligned with theirs. But I still you know, will talk to them every once in a while or or be there um, if they have questions or whatever. Um, And then something else that I thought of that you might try, let's say that these are people that you would like to um, still see every once in a while. Hang out with them on your terms, not theirs. And maybe that just means let's watch a movie at my house you know, meaning you watch a movie at your house and they come over, they're on your turf. And it's a lot easier to get people to act in a way that is conducive to how you want to be if they're doing it the way that you want to do it. Um, If that doesn't work and they don't want to do that, like I said, you can just really start to separate yourself by not communicating with them, by not being the first one to reach out there and make that communication. And it will slowly start to separate. And the people that want to be around you they will reach out, they will come over, they will come and do things. And if they really care about you and your relationship, they'll make the effort and it will stay um, that strong relationship that it may be. So,
0: for sure. And if they do, like I said earlier, like if they do want to be around you, if they do want to talk to you, and they say, like, what's going on, maybe they care enough about your relationship that they're willing to be more respectful to you. Or they're willing to do things that are within your standards. And I know that's hard. That's really hard as a teenager, like, standing up for your standards. So, like, I applaud you. I think that's awesome. Agreed. But it's It's so, so important to do that at your age. Because what you're choosing to do now and the people you're choosing to hang out with now are probably going to be similar to the people you hang out with later on in life.
1: Well, and I know... It may sound hard, and I know you know a lot of you guys are really young, but when you get to a point where <clears throat> you're going to college or you're thinking about marriage or whatever, and I know this is a long way down the road for a lot of you guys, but um, when you get to that point, a lot of the friends that you have now, they're really not going to be in the picture anymore. As a teenager, friends are everything. And, and that's not just because you're a teenager. There's actually some uh, mental reasons that you guys have to have a lot of friends that we'll get into later when we talk about the brain. But you have to have friends. It's part of your identity. It's part of who you are. But as you get older, that changes. Um, and, and you'll go from having many, many, many friends... To having a few really close friends or to having one person in your life that's why you hear that term if you've heard that term before they're my person or they're my people there aren't a lot of those in your life because it's really actually hard to keep a lot of relationships open and connected it's just it's it's difficult it's tiring and life happens
0: yeah and then the very end part where the person said like I like them as people but they just not some of the choices they make and like nate said you can still hang out with them on your terms you can still always be kind to them and nice to them because you don't have to be rude to end that just do it slowly i think that's our advice
1: yeah the point the point will come across it really will and if they want to be in your life they will be Alright, so our next question is, how do you deal with manipulative, manipulative, I can speak, people in your life, especially when you can't just remove them from your life? Um, so that's actually a really good question as well. Um, and I, I'm going to assume, like, let's just say that you have a sibling who you really like, but they're just manipulative. I can't say that word
0: today. I know. That's a a hard one to say. I don't know why.
1: Anyway, um, so they're in your life, but they're family. Um, So you can't really separate them. So how do you deal with that person? Uh, And my advice for you would be kind of like the last advice we gave with how you uh, cut people from your life. Actions really speak a lot louder than words. People that are going to try to manipulate you, they want something. They need something from you. That's why they're doing it. And really any type of reaction that you give to them, whether it's positive, negative, whatever, you're still giving them what they want. And so sometimes it's just better to flat out ignore their behavior at all. Um, You can be honest with them and be out there and just be like, hey, I love you. I wanna do this with you. Um, But kind of play off that they're wanting anything when they're getting manipulative.
0: Yeah, and not, like, ignore them, but just ignore the behavior. Yeah, just the
1: behavior. Not the person, but the behavior when they do those things.
0: And I I think what's super important with this, if it's, like, maybe a parent, I don't know, or an older sibling, is you have to be confident within yourself. Because a lot of the time when you're in a relationship, and by relationship, I don't mean, like, romantic... I just mean a relationship with someone it's really hard to stay positive and feel self-worth when you are being manipulated because sometimes there's just some people that are really good at manipulating they really are but having that confidence and not blaming yourself for things is really important too but don't play the game don't like ignore them, don't give them the silent treatment, don't play into this manipulative game that they do.
1: So one thing that I'm thinking of to give as an example of that is my mind just went to teaching, um, especially teaching junior high kids. Junior high kids try really, really hard to find any button that they can push of a teacher. Um, especially in the very beginning, they're gonna try to find out how they can get a rise out of that teacher or how they can get them off topic or how they can make them mad or whatever. And they will push and they will push and they will push and they will push until they get some kind of reaction, some kind of rise out of that teacher. Um, And as soon as that teacher gives a reaction, that student or those students know exactly what they can do in the future to get that rise again. That is manipulation. Um, One thing that I've learned to do uh, when I'm dealing with students in that regard is when they are creating that behavior or when they're having that behavior, I completely ignore their behavior, um, but I will comment about things that are not related to the behavior. Um, Sometimes I'll turn it into a joke or or, or something that completely steers them away from what they're trying to do, but um, like if they were trying to get me to get mad about something, I'd say, I'm not going to talk about that, but I really like your shirt today or something. That's me trying to redirect what's going on away from what they're trying to do. And by me doing that consistently rather than getting frustrated, they eventually stop trying to manipulate me because they know that it's just not going to work.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. If they know it's not going to work, then why would they do it? Like my kids today, my eight-year-old comes in like whining and crying and he says mom they're so annoying and he's talking about his brothers and I said what are they doing and he's like every time I walk by every single time they make this annoying noise just to annoy me and I'm like oh what do you think they why are they doing it and he's like to annoy me and I said (laughs) oh so if you don't show any reaction do you think they'll still do it and of course he says yeah and so I'm still getting ready in my bathroom and I can hear him walk into his room and the brothers make these annoying noises to him and I don't hear any yelling from him I don't hear anything and they continue to make the annoying noises and they do it one more time I think they did it three or four times and then it stopped And he didn't react at all. I I wish my kids could learn that. I feel like my house would be so much more peaceful. But I think it's important to learn as kids when someone's just annoying you. And then later on, maybe it's a romantic relationship that someone's manipulating you to feel a certain way. I know I was in a relationship once where I was really manipulated. And I, like, there's this one time that this boy um he treated on me and I was so upset about it so 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 upset and whatever like I broke up with him whatever and then I ended up kissing am I allowed to talk about that in front of you Nate
1: I think you already told me. I think we're good. Oh, okay. We've been married 12 years. I don't think there are any (laughs) secrets at this point.
0: I don't think there are either. Anyway, I ended up kissing another guy like right after we broke up and my boyfriend, I told him about it and he was so upset, super upset at me and said, you know what? It's okay. I forgive you. And it made me think, oh my gosh, he's such a great guy. He would forgive me for doing this. Even though why did that even matter we were broken up but he was really good at manipulating me and so I thought you know what he's such a good guy I'm gonna get back together with him and I did and there were more problems later on but that was my most manipulative relationship I've had and it caused lots of problems and took me a very long time to finally get the confidence and not only that it helped like, to hang out with other people that respected me and treated me well to see, wait a second, I don't deserve that. I deserve someone who's going to be respectful to me and treat me like I should be treated. And then after that, I was able to move on, and that's when Nate and I started dating. It was after that. Yeah.
1: Now, I remember sitting in her living room um, with – You know, talking about this person, she was talking to me about him, and I was totally criticizing her for her undying love for this person. This is way before we were dating, Um, and I just told her I knew it was going to not work out, and she knew it was. It was she was she was pretty smitten at that point, but she made a good point though. If you're being manipulated by somebody, especially if it's somebody that you can't um, take out of your life. You need to surround yourself with people that make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to surround yourself with people that make you feel like you matter. And that way you have an outlet because that person or people, whoever they are, um, they're not gonna go anywhere. Um, And I know that this sounds probably pretty complicated. So if they're manipulating you, let's say they're talking to you or it's through text, we're not going to um, completely just disregard what they're saying you know all over but we're trying to ignore just the behavior so when you start to notice they're starting to be particularly manipulative you need to ignore that behavior and try to redirect it try to talk about something else try to decoy them away from it Um, eventually what's gonna happen is they're gonna notice that you recognize that they're doing this and they may not even realize they're doing it or maybe they do sometimes people are manipulative and they don't know it and sometimes they do Um, but they're gonna notice and they're going to try to come at it from a different direction or they're going to stop because they're going to realize it doesn't work like with my students in my classroom. It's going to take some patience and you're going to have to try it. And then they may even just come up and say, hey, why do you do that? Why do you change subjects? And you, at that point, it might not, it might not be a very bad idea just to come out and say, look, I don't like the way you make me feel when you're telling me how it's going to be or whatever. And you need to be a little specific. And then maybe that could be a good frank-hearted conversation at that point. Um, but sometimes you can really just redirect it by ignoring the behavior and trying to direct it toward another one. So
0: Yeah, and by hanging out with other people that don't treat you that way, it shows you in the future that you deserve to be treated well. Yeah. Especially if it's like someone in your household that's treating you that way. Oftentimes people who are used to being treated a certain way, um, want that not necessarily want that but maybe gravitate to that in the future because they're being used to treated that being treated that way so it's very important that you understand i don't deserve this and i'm going to hang out with people that are going to treat me well
1: yeah so i just had a thought about that and i'll share this brief story with you guys um but i i have you know a pretty a pretty hard past. I made some pretty dumb choices. I mean, they're my choices, but because of the choices that I made I've made, I have always felt you know pretty bad, um you know, looking back and wishing that I could change some of those choices that I have made. And when I first started dating Jess and we got real serious, I told her about a specific um, experience that I had myself through that actually directly related her related to her that she didn't really know had happened and she just told me she said it's in the past it's not who you are now it's who you were and it doesn't matter and that really that one event completely changed my thinking on who I was because she was right I wasn't the same person that I was I was different and she helped me see that I was different And she helped me hope for a better tomorrow. And the reason I share that with you is because people that are really, really good for you in your life, they're going to make you be your best self. They're going to help you become your best self. And she honestly does that for me every day. She really does. I would not be where I am without her.
0: No crying, Nate. No crying on this show.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's
0: true. (laughs) All right. Should we get into our topic of the night
1: What is our topic tonight? We've discussed this and tried to decide what we thought would be best.
0: And we are going to talk to you, I think we decided on this, about the power of why.
1: The power of why? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And
0: Nate's going to explain that.
1: Well, so this is something that I actually believe very, very strongly in. Um, And I hope that this will help you guys, especially now. You know, we're starting out summer we are deciding on working, or whatever it is that we're deciding on doing, there's a why behind everything that we do. Um, and really a why is our motivators. So we're gonna talk about why and we're gonna talk about two kinds of motivation. There's intrinsic motivation and there's extrinsic motivation, okay? So let's just say that it's you know late at night. So right now it's, it's pretty late. And let's say that I'm you know sitting at home and I get a knock on my window because, you know, it's late and my parents are in bed and I'd get in trouble if they knew that I was awake. So I'm a teenager in this scenario. And I open my window and it's my friend and they're telling me to sneak out.
0: I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> who would knock on our window late <laughs> well, at night? Not, I in, was not a- in
1: this house. We live two stories up. But
0: I was very confused. Sorry. Keep so going, keep
1: in this going. scenario, and you're like, okay, I don't want to go out. Um, but my friend wants me to. But if I go out and I get caught, I'm gonna get in trouble. But if I don't go out, my friend's gonna be mad at me or whatever. So you look at all these motivators. Um, your parents keeping you in the house um, is an extrinsic motivator because it's not you. It's them wanting you to stay because they want you to stay. You think twice about it.
0: Well, and the consequence would be and the consequence. an extrinsic motivation. And,
1: yeah, the, the consequence is also an extrinsic motivation. So being grounded, getting your phone taken away, whatever. But your friend wanting you to come out is also an extrinsic motivator to get you to leave the house, and whatever is going to happen out there is also extrinsic, unless, let's say that um, your friend wants to take you to your crush's house and your crush is waiting for you. That would at that point potentially become an intrinsic motivator because it's something that you are personally interested in. So the point is, is power of why. What would it take to get you to sneak out? Is it just because you want to please your friend? Then that's an extrinsic motivator. And you're probably not gonna enjoy the whole experience of sneaking out because you know you have a consequence waiting for you at home. But if you leave and there's something intrinsically pushing you to do it, like again, you're gonna go see your crush, you might think, well, I'm going to get caught, but this is totally worth it because you intrinsically want to do it. So the power of why, hopefully that helps you see, is a really, really important thing. It's a really, really powerful thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Before before you move on from that, or that, can not move on, but add on.
1: That's a mouthful. Sorry.
0: Um. Don't sneak out. Okay? <laughs>
1: well, no, we're not, not
0: even kidding. We're
1: definitely not advocating for sneaking out, but I also realized that it's going to happen at some point. No. It shouldn't. No. But it's going to.
0: Because what happens? That doesn't make it okay, but it's going to. My mom told me, she said, Yes. If you sneak out and something happens to you, which there wasn't like, find my iPhone or. She still tracking. stuck out plenty of times, too. No, I did not. I snuck out once. Thank you. And it wasn't even at my house. It was at my friend's house in Florida. So, and I don't live in Florida, so that states away. Anyway, so my mom said, Jess, something could happen to you, and I wouldn't know even where to start That's looking. True. I don't know what time you left. Please, please, please just tell me if you want to sneak out. So, like, one night my friends came over at 2 a.m. and I went upstairs and I'm like, Mom, my friends are outside. Are you okay if I go out there? And she said, yes. And we just talked in their car. But please, 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 please don't sneak out. Don't do that to your parents.
1: Well, and actually, That would
0: worry them so much. Oh, well,
1: and actually she's demonstrated what it can be to have a real good relationship with your parents. Because, like, mm-hmm. her mom was smart enough to know, hey... She's going to probably try to do this at at some point. So if I have an open dialogue with my daughter, then I can not worry if she does do it. I mean, you know, you think about it that way.
0: And I guess it was my intrinsic motivation because I personally, I didn't want my mom to worry. And I truly cared about my relationship with my mom. And I truly care about her feelings So that was me personally intrinsically motivated. And another way to think of that, I think is an easier way. Um, If you have a little kid and you want them to do a chore, you might say, hey, I'll give you a candy if you do a chore. The candy would be the extrinsic motivator. Now they get older, They like the feeling of a clean house or they like the feeling of freedom because they can do what they'd like after their chore. And so that would be more of an intrinsic motivation rather than extrinsic. If it's a decision they
1: make all on their own. Yes. Yes.
0: And that is where your strong, strong decisions come from is intrinsic motivation rather than extrinsic motivation.
1: Correct. But... Intrinsic motivation is very, very difficult for a lot of students or teenage kids to really get. Um, Most of what they do is because of extrinsic motivators. For example, like if you get a job, chances are you're not getting a job because you're trying to save for money for college. I mean, you might think that's what you're going to want to do, but in reality, come on, most of you probably know it so that you can do something with your friends or take that guy or girl out on a date or whatever. Maybe it's to buy your first car or a bike or something, but really there's not a lot of intrinsic motivation there um or to buy v bucks (laughs) oh (laughs) jeez i think they've stopped playing that at this point oh
0: sorry that's so not cool no
1: it's not cool
0: okay you can't be
1: cracked at Fortnite, my guy anymore (laughs) i mean my kid oh yeah our kid says that's terrible
0: yeah i guess we're Boomers. We're back to boomer talk again. Oh,
1: goodness. we should have a history lesson on where boomer comes from. Yeah, and how
0: I am definitely not a boomer.
1: I won't do that to you. I won't get into the history lesson. You should
0: give them a history lesson right now. It's
1: very easy. It's very simple. I
0: mean, just Google it, guys. No, when all the
1: the World War II vets came back from World War II Uh and they came home, Uh there were two million soldiers, whatever, coming back. They had seen death, dismemberment, sadness, horror. What do you think they wanted to do when they got home? They wanted to have a family. So when they got home, you had 2 million GIs between the ages of 18 and 30 wanting a family. And so in nine months, you had 2 million babies being born, and that's where the idea of boomers come from. They're baby Baby boomers. boomers. That's where it comes from. Anyways, so back to the power of why. (laughs) What I would challenge you guys to do... If you're making like a really big decision, like maybe it's get a job or maybe it's take an AP class, which is what I've been pushing my students to try to do, because I think it'll make their life better. But you need to sit down and write down a why. Why am I doing this? Why? And then whenever you um, struggle trying to accomplish whatever that thing is, you can revert back to your why whatever it may be. And that why can really help push you forward because it's easy to forget. So like another example for you guys is, you know, Jess and I, we've been married for 12 years. We've had some really, really good times. We've had some really frustrating times too. I mean, marriage is never going to be perfect. I actually, I would argue that the imperfections are what make it perfect. That's kind of my opinion.
0: It's still hard though. It is. I mean, I always thought we were going to be married and live happily ever after and have no problems well yeah
1: we still you know we have struggles just like anybody else but whenever I get frustrated oftentimes I actually really do go back to the beginning and remember why it was we even got together in the first place Mm -hmm. and then I go through this whole sad pity party about how I could ever be mad at her and then I start looking at pictures and I take a walk down memory lane and it actually really helps ground me And it helps me refocus on what's really important and not the emotions. So something that's interesting about your brain, and uh, Miss Health Teacher here can tell you, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a part of your brain that processes emotions. What part is that?
0: Amygdala. Okay,
1: so it processes your emotions. And that's all it processes. So when it's trying to process something and emotions are really strong and really powerful, it can't put them into words. So You don't know what to say when you're really emotional. That's why we overreact when we're emotional, because our brain can't verbalize emotions. And that's why it's so important to remember, why did I get into this in the first place when we're feeling super emotional? Because our emotions usually cause us to do rash things.
0: Yeah. And I think it also goes back to when we talked about (coughs) deciding what your core values are. We talked about that last week. Mm -hmm that can be part of your motivation for your why too
1: if you tie them together there could actually be a lot of power there and then from that can come a lot of goal setting mm-hmm. um so there's a story that i know um and this is just me telling you the variant that i heard so i'm sure that there are, there is a little bit difference in the truth here but um there was once a uh a football quarterback okay well football player anyway um his name was Steve Young he played for the 49ers and he wanted to um play for BYU he played football he wanted to play for BYU and what he did is he put like a a BYU logo like above his bed and on his mirror and on his door or whatever and he, he put it in a lot of places and his goal was to go to BYU he played at a junior college before he played at BYU Um, And everywhere he turned, basically, he had this logo to remind him he wants to go to BYU. His why was to make it to BYU. So he's going through all this hellaciousness. That's a fun word to say. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But he was going through all of this trial and all these challenges of being on a junior college football team. And and if you've ever played on a football team or known a coach or known somebody who played, it's rough. But he was reminding himself, this is why I'm doing this. I'm going to get to BYU. And then eventually he made it to BYU. And then his his goal became to be a starter. And then once he was a starter, his goal became to be in the NFL. And he just kept changing his why to be more of an intrinsic motivator. And he did the same thing. He put a logo or a phrase or something to remind him of what his goal was, what his why was, until he got to where he wanted to be. And then he just kept setting goals or whys for himself. And those made it Possible for him to keep going forward little by little by little by little but that why was the power that's what made him do it
0: yeah so i i don't know if i said this on the last episode but mine and nate's values are written on our mirror where we can read them every single day and i want to be a happy person i want to be a happy mom so i have made sure that my lock screen on my phone has a picture that makes me smile. So every time I look at my phone, I'm going to smile. And that's a little reminder of, I have a great life. My life is happy. I need to be a happy person and just be grateful for the things that I have. So play seeing those little reminders where you're going to see them often. Is going to be be helpful. And sometimes I'll change it because when you see something over and over again, you start to not necessarily like acknowledge that it's there. So like my lock screen on my phone, I will change it every few weeks to be something different. That way I still see it. And I noticed one of my kids on their phones, they have like a quote on their phone. And I think that's so neat because that quote directly relates to their why in life so just seeing that all the time having that little reminder maybe it's an alarm on your phone that goes off that reminds you maybe it's something on your mirror maybe it's something on the fridge I don't know but having that reminder really does help and I didn't even know that about Steve Young that's so cool
1: no, it is cool. Uh, but I mean goal setting, you know, and and, and wise, make things possible. Like you, you got to understand why you're doing it. Otherwise, if you don't know why you're doing something, and it starts to get really hard, cuz things always get hard. That's that's life. It makes you want to quit. And without a reason for doing it, you're going to quit. That's just how it works. And then you're going to look back and say, "Shoot. I wish I wish I wouldn't have quit that." And I you mean, know, I'm thinking about like the way that our lives I mean, let's just take this last school year. COVID made things really hard for everybody. You know, like every day telling students to pull up masks for every five seconds or put them on or whatever to um, just trying to survive the school year. My why, my why has always been to be a teacher. My why has always been to help you guys. I love working with kids. I genuinely believe that it's my calling in life at this point and I want to help you. And my why got me through this year. It's been rough on top of being a teacher this year and dealing with COVID and having God, we got quarantined twice, twice. It was horrid Mm -hmm. and, you know, and and then teaching everything from home and, and having kids getting sick and having a wife get COVID too. Um, You know, I was also doing a master's degree. I was doing an internship in administration on top of all of that. Um, and I also didn't have a prep period so I worked all day without a break and then had to go after school to do my administrative stuff and then I was also coaching football at the time and there's just you add things and, and we were busy I was busy and the whole reason I'm doing those things I coach football not because I mean I love football but I am not in my mind I don't ever want to be a coach first I always want to be a teacher first because I'm doing it for for the kids. I'm doing it because I want to help the kids. I'm getting a master's degree because I want to help the kids. It's an administration. I want to be an administrator, not because I care about money or title or anything else. I want to help you guys. That's why I do it. And I can just tell you, the reason I'm telling you all this is, is how, you know, this year was really rough, and I know that you can relate, but my why is what pulled me through it. My why is what made it possible for me to get through it.
0: Yeah, and there were times, though, that Nate really struggled I mean, I struggled too, but I remember him talking to me like, this is so hard. And we had to have those conversations of why are we doing this? Why is this important? And after that, I noticed a difference in like attitudes of us. And so even though you have a why, sometimes we forget that. And sometimes we get caught up in life and we get frustrated or we get down on ourselves so it's important to still go back to the beginning like when you feel like you can't go on remember why you started
1: yeah and that's what i was talking about with the marriage with our marriage when i remembered why the marriage started it really helped in a moment of frustration so the challenge this week is really going to be to write a why like if you've got something that you're doing right now that's particularly hard um, like maybe it's just trying to balance family and a job or whatever it may be. Um, write down a why, why are you doing this? And whenever things get rough in the future, write down why, why am I doing this? And it, it it's, it's, why are you doing this? It's not, it can't be my parents want me to, it can't be, you know, it's gotta be you. Even if your parents are forcing you to get straight A's, for example, and I, and I know a lot of kids out there have parents who are really, really rough on them because they expect them to, to to get those straight A's. Think for yourself, well, why do I want straight A's? And there's gotta be a reason. And if there's not, well, then you might want to reflect on some things, but you should be able to find a reason why you want that. Maybe it's because you want to get scholarships. Maybe it's because you want to go to Yale. Maybe it's because you want to be a doctor. I mean, whatever. You need to decide what that is and write it down and stop worrying about what people are telling you and focus on your why. Because your why is going to get you there and all the noise around you no longer matters. It's not what's important. The reason you're doing it, you yourself are doing it. That's what's important. And if you can log on or lock in rather to that Um, analogy of why enough, you can tap into intrinsic intrinsic motivation and really start to see some really cool things happen. Um, Another thing that I would tell you um, is with intrinsic motivation, if you know why you're doing something, you become happier because you know why you're doing it. It becomes something that you enjoy because you can see yourself accomplishing things that are hard. But if you're only extrinsically motivated to do something and that's all you got, it's going to cause you to get frustrated, anxious, depressed, on and on and on and on, all these negative emotions because you don't really have a real reason for doing it. So it's also very, very healthy for you if you want to be happy in the things that you're doing to find an intrinsic reason for doing it as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. That just reminds me, for the longest time in our marriage, if The house wouldn't get clean or the dishes wouldn't get done. I would get so frustrated. I'd be frustrated at my kids. I'd be frustrated just that my house wasn't clean. And one day I finally realized, like, why do I care about this? And I thought, a clean house makes me happy. And so I told myself from then on, you know what? I'm going to do the dishes because a clean house makes me happy. So focusing on my why and my intrinsic motivation rather than everyone else around me really has changed that for me. I still get frustrated when my house isn't clean, but it makes it easier for me to just get up and do it because I know ultimately it's for me and it's going to make me happy.
1: And that's the reason you should do things. I mean, that's why we're doing this show every week too.
0: Yeah, it's like our mini date night.
1: Yeah, we've mentioned that before, I think.
0: but It's fun.
1: But, guys, um, I think that's all that we have for today, unless uh, Jess has something else to add, but I don't think she does, really.
0: No, I was thinking we should, like, put a joke in at the end, though. But
1: I don't know if I have a joke offhand.
0: I could tell a dad joke.
1: But you're a mom. Okay, let's hear your dad joke. Okay.
0: um, <laughs> Why... Can you not hear a pterodactyl going to the bathroom?
1: Oh my goodness! That's your dad joke.
0: <laughs> that's my favorite dad joke.
1: Because the p is silent. <laughs> yes, yes. It's uh, my favorite. That's so great. Okay,
0: sorry. Maybe that's way too cheesy for you guys. But
1: anyway, we um, hope
0: you have a good week. Keep
1: you know keep the questions coming, guys. Um, we really do enjoy this and really hope that it's helping you guys. Um, so keep them coming if you have them. You can uh, email us. What's that email again?
0: You forget every time.
1: No, but you do so well with it.
0: It's (laughs) realadvice4teens at gmail.com. And that's the number four. And we have heard some of your goals. We're going to do an episode on goals in the future. So we would love to hear more of your goals because we want to share them with all the people listening.
1: And also, like, you don't have to go specifically into what your whys are with things unless you want to. But I'd love, we'd love to hear how, if you started employing using a why or if you've used it in the past, how it's helped you. That would be great to hear. Um, And guys, please like, subscribe and share this with other people, Um, especially if you have friends that you know may get help from it. It would be really, really awesome. We'd love to be able to see this grow. And it really has no other desire other than just to be able to help as many people as we can.
0: And maybe be a motivational speaker.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I will I will admit this freely. One of the reasons that this show started, one of them, was I had um, some students who kept telling me, you should be a motivational speaker. And they told me this for quite a while. And this was one of the ways that Jess and I figured that we could you know, make that possible being a motivational speaker. I don't know, you know, that I would be necessarily good at that, but you know, for teenagers, I think I could handle it. Yeah. So.
0: All right, guys, have a good week
1: and be safe.